This the remix. Did you know you were going to be in in Los Angeles as soon as uh, Carolina let you go? Was this one of the potential teams that said, you know what, that's probably a good spot for me? I took a gamble. I booked the flight uh, before the waiver wire went through. <laughs> okay. I love it. Uh, that's big okay, I got you. Uh, number 17, what, how are we feeling about it? You look great, hey, man. It looks awesome on you. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good on you. Hey, you know what? I told him I'm, I'm happy with a jersey, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'll you know? keep it. Hey, by the way, it worked out for you. It worked. It worked. I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with just the command, the comfort, even just the operation. I mean, being able to just call the plays within the 40-second play clock or even 25 seconds out of a clock stoppage. or It, it was... Uh, I'm still kind of like, what the hell's going on right now? Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. I would like to make one more point. I asked Q this question, but Josh McDaniels has talked a lot about learning how to win. We hear a lot, not just from McDaniels, but in the football world about how hard it is to win, about how all the little details matter. And the Raiders lost to Baker Mayfield, who got the playbook 48 hours before. This sport's not as hard as they want us to believe it is. Also, it's not like he... They said that he got it on a plane. So it's not like there's fax machines anymore. He got a friggin' PDF. Yeah. And he was on Southwest, who... Sometimes that Wi-Fi is reliable. It's like, uh, did, did some... pay the did, eight bucks. Did sometimes. Some, sometimes it takes forever. I pay the eight bucks. Takes six minutes for Gmail to load up. <laughs> Waiting around like, what I pay $8 for? I just always find out that there are certain reality TV shows that I'm like, ooh, I can watch this for free? <laughs> it's free TV. The, it's the, unbelievable that, that this sport can be <laughs> paraded as so difficult and hard to do. You got to get the details right. And they've now lost to Jeff Saturday and Baker Mayfield. It's just, it is unbelievable that they have lost those games. It really is. <sighs> Are are the Rams and Baker Mayfield going to win another game this season? I don't know. I don't know how good the Packers are. They played them on Monday night. They get eleven days off. He could, if look if he was this good with two with ten passes, think how good he's, he's going to be. be worse. He, think how gonna, good he's going to be when he actually knows overthinks something. the room. Yeah, he's that's be what Jeff Saturday uh, did. All right, let's grade some stuff. Grainy's grades. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Grace, grace. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Grainy's grades. First topic to grade, Jerry Tillery getting called for a penalty for knocking the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. B. B. For buffoonery. (laughs) (laughs) On whose part? Jerry Tillery or the refs? Why are you doing this? Why why must you do this? You know it's it's a penalty. He knows it's a penalty. It's automatic penalty. So I'm going to say buffoonery on Jerry Tillery's part. Well, just go go back to the huddle. You're, you're, you're already giving up this drive. Go back to the huddle. I want to give it a... Check. Plus. 
I want to I, I want to I want to give it a check plus because it was definitely one of those like ah oh, all right well that's that's it guys thank you buddy yeah, exactly this game's still gonna be entertaining because you're a dumbass I am giving two F's F F the first F goes to the referees because why is this a penalty but it is but okay so you're right so it goes to the rule makers the okay. rule book why is this you knock okay. the ball out of his hands and it's a fifth get out of here. That's a soft penalty. That should not be a penalty in the NFL. But I'm also giving an F to the refs because they missed a helmet-to-helmet tackle by Chandler Jones in the pocket on that play. Baker Mayfield got obliterated on that sack, and Chandler Jones hit him straight in the helmet. It should have been. There should have been a 15-yard penalty on the Raiders. They just called the wrong thing while missing the, oh, the quarterback almost died in the pocket. I don't know how they missed that. It was the most obvious thing watching it live. And then we didn't really get a replay because they were too busy finding Jerry Well, we Tillery got a replay of Jerry Tillery knocking, knocking the, ball. the ball out of his hands. Complete, like, rule book's bad, and then they just completely missed one of the most obvious targeting calls or whatever. They just called unnecessary roughness in the NFL for helmet-to-helmet contact on Chandler Jones. All right. Second topic to grade. More head-to-head contact. Baker Mayfield head-butting his teammates. C, incomplete. C, incomplete. C, if you're curious of why he would do this. And incomplete is we don't know what kind of head injury he has yet. (laughs) He will be examined today by trainers, and we will know later in the day whether he has a concussion or not. Uh, Listen, he went on the Amazon Prime show after this. No no apparent injuries. Yeah, I mean, he's got that little headband, so maybe it was covering up a cut. But uh, he seemed fine. I'm going to give this an A+. Plus a+. Plus. Because my absolute favorite part of this, I don't think Baker Mayfield knows the name of the guy he headbutted. Not a chance. No, no chance. He walked around, no helmet on the sideline, random special teamers. Yeah. I don't know who Rochelle is. Walks up to be like, good job, Baker. And Baker's just no helmet. Oh, I'm headbutting you, baby. No clue who you are. Let's go. <laughs> A plus all the way around because it's one thing if you like expect your quarterback to be insane and headbutt you because he knows who you are. It's another thing to be like, I haven't even talked to Baker. Let's go say good job. What the hell did he just do to me? If you watch it, you can briefly see Rochelle after getting headbutted with the helmet on reach to rub his own head. (laughs) Like he's the 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 one with the helmet on. It's great. Baker didn't do it. Everything about it. Great. All right. Next topic to grade. Amazon Prime. A plus. Oh, it worked for a you? A plus. I don't care about the announcing. I don't care about Oof, the announcing. The announcing is a little... I didn't... I'm not going to grade that. I'm going to grade the fact that I did not get the wheel. No wheel the entire game. No wheel the game. entire game. Now, I specifically put both remotes behind me behind me on the couch, and I said, do. N- I told Bonnie, do not touch these things. It's not what about at halftime? Nope. It's Whatever's not- on at halftime, we're watching them. We are not touching those remotes. We've got them away from the dog. Who, you know, sometimes will remote. sniff him and, and push buttons that he shouldn't be pushing. Got him away from the wife, who wanted at halftime to turn on some Netflix stuff. I said, we're not touching these remotes. I missed one play because of the circle. Mine you buffered. got the circle? Yeah. The first play of the Rams' final drive. Didn't see it. The incomplete. Yeah. No clue what happened. Yeah. Um, I missed the interception. They got called back? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like, just suddenly was like, Oh, the Whoa. Harmon interception that was the hold? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, what? They moved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I missed one play. Uh, so apparently I had a... That, that's the first time I think I've ever missed a play on Thursday. Every other time it's been perfectly fine. But 
Amazon Prime gets an F. Oh. F. Because in the pregame show, they did an entire feature on the city of Los Angeles and the Raiders. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We paid $750 million, and I was told that it's okay to spend that much money because they're going to say Las Vegas so much on TV that it's like getting free commercials. And now we have to deal with commercials for Los Angeles and about how perfect the Raiders are for Los Angeles. No, give us our money back. The Raiders, the LA didn't pay for their stadium. I don't think we Amazon Prime's it. writing that check. Come on, where's our money back? Give it back. And by the way, the Raiders are so moving out of Vegas in 30 years. <laughs> Where are they moving? Back to LA? I don't know. Whoever's going to give them money. They are, they, all they've done in their history is move from city to city. They did a whole feature on how LA is still Raiders town. <laughs> They had random fans like, yep, this is still Raiders town. They're not but staying here. At one point, because, well, at the same time, again, I don't like the commentators, but them, while they were complaining about how empty the stadium was, they were like, well, there are more Rams fa- <laughs> Raiders fans here than Rams fans. And it's like, yeah, you said that on our drive in, that there'd probably be more Raiders fans. Why did two teams move to LA and they're the second and third most popular teams? Yeah, if that. Yeah. All right, next topic to grade, A.J. Cole's final punt. A plus. A plus. I, what I, a punt. I can't put inflection on it. 64. <laughs> that makes it better. 64-yarder, down at the two. Now, there's also an F involved here. Because no, of how, don't, don't give it to him. Because not, no. Who are you giving it to? I'm giving it to the response to the punt. Oh, okay. All right, all right. No, That's fine. I'm giving it to the response to the punt. F. Uh, A.J. Cole obviously gets an A plus. A plus the oblong shape of the football gets an A plus because I still A don't know how that plus. ball stayed in bounds. Right. It just rolled like 15 yards without going out of bounds. Mac Hollins also A plus. A plus. Uh, he should be allowed to dance and celebrate a game ceiling punt however he pleases. It's not his fault. The defense could the not defense prevent and they a 98 yard yeah. drive. That was a game ceiling punt. I don't know that we've had those before. I can't remember saying the phrase game ceiling punt. But it happened, and the Raiders still managed to blow it. Uh, and Matt Collins should have celebrated even more because the game should have been over. All right, next topic, the Devontae Adams one-handed catch. I'm watching it right now again. A+. plus. A+. plus. Is this Ramsey with his hand over his face. over the face yeah. when he still makes the catch? Yeah, can't see. Before can't see. he makes the catch, and I'm not watching it right now, does... Devontae kind of give him a bit of a like a uh, bit of a push bit of, right bit of a little he, nu- he gave a bit of, bit of a little nudge with his left hand. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a not a push nudge. off. That's no, fine. no, little nudge, little nudge. He but does. there's the one angle on the one picture where Ramsey's literally has his entire yeah. arm over the, oh, Devontae's yeah. no, face. It got worse. The and reason he still made the one-handed catch. The reason he had to make a one-handed catch is cuz Ramsey is holding his other hand. That he gave him the shove with? Yeah. There's a, there's a reason he had to catch. He didn't catch with one hand just because, oh, this will be fun. He got it with one hand because the other one was unavailable to catch uh, the football. See, I always Ramsey just assume that he has to catch it with one hand because it's that's the only way to secure the, where the ball was placed. Yeah, he didn't need that. All right, next topic to grade. Daniel Carlson having a holder on kickoffs. Oh, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. The Adam Hill wrote about this earlier the week in the new rule that uh, you can now do this. Um, and Daniel Carson loves it because he can control more things of what he wants to do. Uh, he talked, I don't even want, it was like a scientific explanation of the difference between a T and someone holding it. I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough to even realize what he was talking about. But 
it's interesting in that not a lot of teams, at least the last two teams they played, also took advantage of this. They they maybe they didn't think it was that big of a deal, but there was not that they made it publicly or uh, some big story. There was a rule change a couple weeks ago that you can now do this, and so, he loves it. The reason nobody else does it is you're gaining maybe half a yard of field position. Kickoff returns are like at their well, lowest they've ever been. Like, I'm not criticizing Daniel Carlson for finding a way to be slightly better at his job because he does three things and, all right, do them as well as you can. But, like, there's no nobody's clamoring because, uh-oh, are they going to start at the 20 or the 19-yard line after this kickoff? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, like, good for just, Daniel Carlson. It didn't I'm, matter on the two-yard line. Good for Dan. It did not matter on the two-yard line. But it's the reason nobody's like, oh, yeah, we got to have a holder is because, oh, nobody's returning kicks for any yardage. There have been like two kickoff returns for touchdowns. Like hell, the Raiders gave up a big one last night. Like it's yeah. not a, it's that is not a big deal. When your coach won't go for it on fourth and one, that's a big deal. When your kicker can get a little bit more hang time, so you save a yard and a half, not a big deal. But a plus for Daniel Carlson. A plus because I like him. Um, let's also give out a grade here. Cleveland Furl. Oh man, jumping offside. C. What? C. What, do you have a good run stop? He had in the a good run. Quarter? He had a couple good run stops, yes. The Rams were going to punt down 14 in the fourth quarter. The game was over. Even with the Raiders running the clock and going, the game was over. The Rams were surrender punting down 14. Cleveland Furl jumps offside, and it helps them go on this. 15 play nine minute drive that gets them a touchdown and gets them back in the game. It's enough for Cleveland. The worst. All right. Last one. Patrick Graham. He went Uh, to Yale. C as in see you later. (laughs) You've been so good with these today. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to be the fall guy in this man. You know this. You You think he'd actually, you think he actually gets fired this week? Oh, I didn't say this week. I don't think he oh, comes back. Just no, I don't, I don't think at he comes some back. point okay. someone is going to be the following. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's the no season. way they're coming right. back with both coordinators or bo- uh, the entire staff. That's not. In fact, Josh McDaniels. It was about a month ago. Said, and it was after one of these weird games where the defense was terrible. Well, there's always turnover. Like he said, he actually yeah. said that. He yeah. s- he said a statement like that. Patrick Graham, um, does he deserve it more than anybody else in the coaching staff? Probably not, but when you lose that game and it's that big of an embarrassment and then the quarterback who doesn't know the playbook for the other team, his first reaction after winning the game is, whew, those guys are morons. You almost have to fire your defensive coordinator. And like, maybe it doesn't happen this week, but like you almost have to do that. Because you can't lose the game that way and the other team's quarterback be like, wow, they're dumb. Like, you just you just can't. That's not survivable. That's not a survivable right. situation to let Baker Mayfield go 98 yards. Because, because the reason I say, does Patrick Graham deserve it more? The offense scored 16 damn points against yeah. the defense that didn't have Aaron Three Donald. in the second and, half. Right. Like, that game, they should have been able to give up the 98-yard drive and won the game 28-17. to 17. Right. Like, it should have been an inconsequential touchdown drive. This but all- Patrick Graham's going to be the fall guy here. This offense also has had a pattern of what not scoring at all and allowing the Arizona Cardinal like it literally like, yeah. you got to score all you got to do is score a touchdown. 
or uh, anything against the Saints. Just anything. Any sort of points. Yeah, would have been nice. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss in woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized clod of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bischoff's Briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. Hey, the Golden Knights play tonight. Oh, wow. They do? Yeah, against the Flyers. Oh, the Flyers. Against, uh... Tortorella. Yeah. So hopefully we get some fun John Tortorella quotes. But Bischoff's briefs today. I have a solution to the Phil Kessel problem. Uh, We'll get to that. First off, against the Rangers, the Golden Knights used eight different line combinations that played at least 90 seconds together. I really Uh, don't like how he said a solution to the Phil Kessel problem. problem. We've clearly established this. Um, Stevenson, Stone, and Cotter against the Rangers uh, played 10 minutes at five on five. The rest of the lines, though, were pretty much completely changed throughout that game. Stone also left twice and came back, and they obviously still don't have Jack Eichel back. Bruce Cassidy was trying to find anything to work. Um, But here's the question. With Eichel out, we've gotten to see Paul Cotter play with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson, and very small sample size, but it looks pretty good, right? It's not, it doesn't look like that would ruin that line. So when Eichel comes back, how much should Bruce Cassidy change the lines? Is there something he can do to fix the Golden Knights' main problem this year? And that is that their third line is unproductive and unplayable, right? We, we talk about it all the time. Third line, Phil Kessel gets benched in the third quarter, third period of games that are close. So Here's how we're fixing this. First, I got to give you some Phil Kessel stats. Uh, the top four forwards that he has played with this season are Brett Howden, Paul Cotter, Nick Waugh, and Michael Amadio. Those are the four guys he's played with the most that are forwards. Every single one of those players has a better expected goals when they play without Kessel than when they play with Kessel. All four of them, the Golden Knights are better when they're without Kessel. Also, all four of them, when they play with Kessel, the Golden Knights have been outscored. Not expected goals, actual goals. They've been outscored. Meanwhile, all four, when they play away from Kessel, Vegas has outscored the opponents. So when they're with Kessel, the plus minus is negative. When they're without Kessel, the plus minus is positive. Those are pretty much all the options for third liners for Phil Kessel to play with. Has not been good this year. I've been saying, take Phil Kessel out of the lineup. That might solve some problems here. But... They don't have great forward options to replace him with. It's not like they've got a star player that's sitting out because of him. And it might be against the law to take Phil Kessel out of the lineup the way this is looking, right? Like, is, would Bruce Cassidy ever actually take him out of the lineup? We've seen Amadio and Hutton and Cotter taken out, but not Kessel. He's the only one of this group that doesn't get taken out. So it might be against the law for Phil Kessel to be taken out of the lineup. So we're working on the assumption that Phil Kessel has to be in the lineup. How do you make it not a problem? How do you make Phil Kessel playable? There are two players that he's played with that he actually has decent numbers with. 
Riley Smith and Phil Kessel, when they play together, have a 52% expected goals rate and a positive plus minus. William Carlson and Phil Kessel. Now, they've only played 20 minutes, small sample size. But when Carlson and Kessel have played together, their expected goals rate is 68%. And they also have a positive plus minus. Of all the players Kessel has played with this year, Smith and Carlson are the only ones where he has decent to good numbers. So try it out. William Carlson centers a line with Phil Kessel and Riley Smith. And here's how the rest of the lineup can look. Paul Cotter stays with Stevenson and Stone. Nick Waugh plays with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. Your third line is Smith, Carlson, and Kessel. And then your fourth line is Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar, and Amadio Lecision, Hutton, whoever you want to play center there. You'll figure <laughs> it out. Just literally like whoever's limping to the barn. Basically. Uh, who's ever limping the least is who plays center <laughs> there. So that's your Cotter, Stevenson, Stone, Roy, or Nick Waugh, Eichel, Marcheseau, and Smith, Carlson, Kessel. I believe if you're trying to give yourself four good lines or four playable lines, that could be the answer. Because what you're basically doing is you're no longer looking at your best players in terms of, hey, how do we make the best lines out of those? You're pairing them up. Stevenson and Stone get paired up, and they play with Paul Cotter. Eichel and Marshall get uh, paired up, and they play with Nick Waugh. Carlson and Smith get paired up, and they play with Phil Kessel. You take your best three skaters, pair them into three groups, and then give them a third player that hopefully isn't a train wreck. And Cotter doesn't look like a train wreck. Waugh, we have seen, he's got a big enough track record that we know he's not a train wreck. And Phil Kessel, maybe it'll work out pretty well with Carlson and Smith. Because to me, in my mind, right, playing Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone, and Carlson, Marshall, and Smith, keeping those two lines together, you're basically saying all of our good forwards are going to play together, and we're just going to figure out the rest. If you break them up into pairs, you're now saying, all right, you two are good. Carry this third guy on your line, right? Smith and Carlson, you're good. Carry Phil Kessel. Kessel on your line. Eichel. Eichel should be able to do it with two nobodies, but Eichel and Marcia. So you guys are good. Carry Nick Wall. Nick Wall really probably doesn't even need to be carried either. He's pretty good. And then Stone and Stevenson, you guys are good. Carry Cotter. Carry Paul Cotter. Rely on your best players to make your medium or your middle players and your worst players better. And then you might have four lines. And here's the other key to this. You don't have to stick to those. If you're in the third period and you're losing and you're like, well, we don't really want to put Nick Waugh on the ice or Phil Kessel, you can go right back to Stevenson, Stone, and Eichel. You can go right back to Carlson, Marcheseau, and Smith. And Smith. You can do that in the third period. You can do that whenever you want. And when we get to the playoffs, if you've got a matchup where you're like, we've got to load up the top six, go for it. But to me, over the course of a regular season, they're going to make the playoffs, right? A trouble is relative here, but I think they're going to run into a little bit of trouble because their third line is just useless. Like they just, Cassidy doesn't play it. Like he benches guys from the third line in the third period. And I think that probably needs to be fixed. And when Eichel's back, I think they'll have the opportunity to do so. And it might work. Like Kessel might work with Carlson and Smith to a point where you're like, all right, we can put them on the ice for 14 minutes a game or whatever it is. And not, oh, Phil Kessel played eight minutes tonight. Yeah. So I I will I will move on. Well, I probably won't completely move on, but I will try to move on from yelling about Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel being healthy scratched and start telling you where he needs to play in the lineup to maximize what the Golden Knights can do with four lines. Yeah, because like you said, they can't well they could. They could scratch him, but for who? 
It's against the law, Ed. They can't do it. It appears so. But, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, it's for Amadio. It's yeah, for it's for just a it's just for a guy, right? So scratching him, all right, fine, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you've got to figure out something because right, and right now Phil Kessel is all right. We're going to play him for like eight shifts in the first two period. We're usually going to get crushed when he's on the ice, and then we bench him in the third. Every once in a while he'll score, right? And like right. we we hope that he scores on a power play right. or something. That's that doesn't carry a lot of value. You play him with Carlson and Smith. Maybe you're like, all right, we can play him for, you know, 10, 11 shifts minutes in the first two periods. And then if we need to reshuffle in the third, okay, but we're not going to get crushed when he's on the ice because Carlson and Smith will be there. There's my solution. All right. Don't call me a Phil Kessel hater. I've figured out a way to play him. Milsey would be happy right now. You, what you've, you've he kept, does, he's no, not happy with anything you, you've, I do. You've kept him on the ice, though. He's not you've happy with anything the ice. I do. No, he would be happy. He'd be happy. He'd give, you, he'd give you credit for keeping him on the ice. He somehow was got mad at me over text message that he missed the interview yesterday. Wait, he missed the interview yesterday? He's yeah, at, he the was at the doctor's oh, office. Okay. We tried to call him and see if the doctor We wanted to see to if the doctor would come oh, on. Oh, Croatia scored with four minutes to play. It's 1-1. So Croatia's probably thinking, wait, why didn't we try this earlier? We're going to get to penalties unless somebody's got a winner in the last few minutes. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Hello, Cassie. Cassie. Croatia, what is happening? Oh, it's great. I'm torn between wanting Brazil to get upset and enjoying that. Uh, but also wanting to see like the best possible matchups, which is obviously Brazil going to the final. Oh, Neymar's got to come in so clutch again right now. Yeah, he could cry. I don't. I don't mind Neymar crying. That could be a little oh. bit of fun too. Who are you, oh, who are you cheering for now that uh, Mexico's out and you don't have the United States? Brazil. I have a. I've, it's Bryn Brazil. I'm like, oh great. Well, at least I have Brazil to like you know hold me through. All right, you've swayed me. Let's go Croatia. Okay. I will appreciate you being sad once again. Uh, that would be Thanks. fun. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Thanks. would it be worse if Brazil just lost in the final? Like, blew a 2 nothing lead in the final? That'd be pretty great. No, because at least I got to the final. No, it's Brazil. There's no moral victory. Oh, it's victories. only two minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Two extra minutes. Here we go. You're right. Two, Here we only go. two. Oh, man. Uh, well, it was only one in the... Wasn't it only one in the first? Yeah, one in the first half, yeah, four in the second half. that's all Neymar needed. And then two now. Um I just wanted to remind you that Mexico didn't get out of the group, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was a great moment. Probably the best moment of the World Cup. Uh, you know what was great? I didn't even tell you. So we went to, uh, I could say bars on here, Hennessy's. It's yeah. like a big USA bar, I guess. Yeah, it's where the American Outlaws were. Yeah, uh-huh. So my dad was like, hey, I got you a USA jersey. I was like, well, I'm not wearing that. Oh, come and he's like, on. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, so I ended up wearing it, whatever. But the whole time, every time Netherlands scored, I was like, just, you know, the salt within me took over and I would get up and cheer. And then like people would kind of look around and I would just slowly like sit back down like, whoop, wasn't supposed to do that. And Estrus kept telling me not to do that because we were completely outnumbered. So he didn't want to have to get in a fight for me at seven a.m. It's American soccer fans; they're not actually going to fight yeah. you over losing yeah. to the Netherlands. But like, the worst yeah. thing they're going to do is mansplain to you how soccer. That's right. Yeah. Is. Oh right. Oh. Uh, oh. I am no, not even close. Uh, oh. I am severely disappointed in you that you put on a USA jersey though, or shirt, I whatever did. it was. Like we have you, a I low did. spot for you, so you love low some. You love low some. I do that guy. Yeah. But what are you doing? 
I, the, what am I doing right now? My, no, like my oh. <laughs> like <laughs> watching the World Cup. <laughs> you're watching the World Cup and talking to us. Like she, the yeah. people... based on those noises, it's either she's watching the World Cup or she's gotten bitten by a snake. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who buys it for me. I'm not putting on a Mexico jersey, to, especially and then not going to watch a Mex at a Mexico watch party. I I what if you know one of these days when both teams are actually decent and can make it, you know. We should do the bet. Like, just something is just so absurd. Didn't we talk about last last World Cup or upcoming this World Cup that if USA won, I'd get a USA tattoo, and if Mexico won, you'd get a Mexico we tattoo? We did. We did make that agreement, and I feel uh, completely safe because Mexico is going to be terrible for the next four years. Oh, man. Do you see this? Oh, uh, what yeah, did it say? Croatia's won three, three shootouts in World Cup and. Oh man! Yeah, they're like uh, they're like the here? best. They're like the best penalty team in the world. Yeah, I also they think are. I think our TV's like five seconds ahead of you based on your reaction. So really, so I'm upstairs and Estrus is downstairs, and so this one because he's watching it on Telemundo and I put it on Fox just up here was the first channel I could find when I came upstairs, and Fox is like four, also like four or five seconds ahead. Oh, this this is so gonna... we're <laughs> the chain here is, is trickling down. Uh, who should, let me ask you this question while we take a break for before penalties start, who should Raiders fans be the most mad at this morning? Uh, themselves for being Raiders fans. <laughs> <laughs> Are you blaming them for choosing this? <laughs> I mean, I, hold on. There is a, there is a level of, I, I was uh, you chose this life I was born into it, type <laughs> haters fans. Yeah. But I will say, Tyler made a very good point that basically the entertainment value of the Raiders being this inept has paid for the stadium. Yeah, oh, it's it's incredible. <laughs> I don't even care how much it costs. They're they're terrific content creators. I mean, you just took a shot true, at Los. Very true. I did. All my uncles, your uncles, all, the, my cousins, everybody. This is your fault. It's the, all blame the, yourself for the, liking this team. The tri-tip guy, the tri-tip tri -tip guy, tri-tip oh, uncle. It's the yep. best. The tri -tip uncle with uncle. the tri-tip. God, I oh hope, yeah. I hope you meet him one day and like know him by name, and you still call him the tri-tip tri -tip guy. Hey, tri-tip guy. His name's Fernando. That's my uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I know his name. No, no, not you, Ed. No, me. Ed. I oh, hope Ed. Ed meets him and just... I met like, his tri-tip. Yeah, I hope Ed, like, it was becomes, wonderful. I, I hope Ed, like, his best friends with him and is like, hey, tri-tip. <laughs> it was wonderful. I think you run into him before. That's exactly yes. what he... He was like, hey, tri-tip guy. I said, hey, tri-tip. <laughs> I didn't know his name. So, okay, uh, Cassie, I think maybe we should give you credit. Maybe the best thing you've done in your life is not become a Raiders fan despite being in a family of Raiders fans. Yeah, well, uh, or a Broncos yeah. Or Broncos. No well, way. Broncos. Orange. I hate the uh, color orange. Yeah. So that wasn't happening in my like color, color wheel at all. But like, how did you, how did you pull that off? I'm, it's huh? How'd you pull that off? It's impressive that you avoided the lifetime of misery that is bestowed upon kids born into Raiders families. I kind of am just like, I like going against what my family likes. Oh, like I'm that person. Me too. Oh, so your like, family are USA fans. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. I'm like, Dad, you're darker than I am, and you're a USA. What are we doing here? You're He's, a first generation. He knows what's up. He knows yeah. where the real future of soccer in North America lies. He's worked the NFR too long. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's worked too many NFRs in his time. 
Wait, was he? Was it just was it him and you, or him and uh, S that were at the U.S. watch party? Me and S and Adam Hill. Oh wait, so your dad well, didn't even go? How does Adam Hill always go to things with your family? Adam <laughs> is everywhere. There Adam, are three so, Adam so Hills, Adam, and you won't convince Adam me otherwise. A, Adam is a honorary Mexican. His name no. actually, we introduced him. We introduced him into Estrus's parents one time because I forget what event we were at, but he's even met the in-laws. And uh, Estrus went to introduce him, and he said, "This is our friend Azad." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, hola, Azad." <laughs> And, and and Sam Gordon is Samuel. They're all honorary Mexicans. <laughs> I'm sure they took one look at one. Adam and uh, thought, uh, "Oh Dre, yeah." Dre, our, it's our trivia team. Dre is Andres. Who else is on that? Don't isn't Andy on that? Uh, yeah, but he hasn't met the in-laws yet. Oh, okay. Uh, you have to meet the in-laws to get the nickname. All right. So you Andy, have to... I don't know what we already have an Andres. I don't know what Andy would be. Oh boy, you got to come up with a new one for him. Okay. Um, uh, oh, pe- man. Penalties are we're, we're about to start here, Cassie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Not quite. If it's... You, are you on this, Cassie? You seen it? Seen what? Did it have? Oh, f- no, 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 it hasn't oh! started. Oh, no, hold on! Oh! oh, the goalies are still getting set up. Hold on. If you're joining us, listeners, we are watching TV <laughs> while Cassie Soto watches TV. <laughs> Uh-oh. And Ed is randomly yelling things to make Cassie think she's missing something. <laughs> Hold on. There's nothing happened in five seconds. Hold on. I know we're okay. It's terrific. I, I will say... We're not good at radio. Oh, this is phenomenal. This is probably the best <laughs> thing we've done on the show today. And I said the Raiders owner needs to sell the team. Um, this hey, is, what do you think? Hold could on, you hold on, stop hold on. doubling down? What was down? the conversation? What, was the conver- what did Ice Cube tell Mark Davis like during that two uh, minutes? During the, what during do you think the drive? He was, was he still there? I think is the question. Yeah, because he's like, oh, there's no way he's gonna Baker's gonna go 98 yards. This guy's been on the team for four seconds. Yeah, he probably thought, let's get out of I'm here. I'm gonna go beat traffic, and then as he's in his car listening to the game on the way out, he's probably going, why didn't I get Mark Davis's number? <laughs> okay, hold on. Now they're getting set, so you guys yep, might have seen it already. Oh, oh, oh I made it. <laughs> oh, Croatia. Oh man. <laughs> Croatia gets their first one. Jared, I don't want to hear you say this is bad radio. This is the best radio that we've done. Oh, I don't. It's, oh. it's too bad we're going to have to go to commercial before this penalty shootout ends. I, I am perfectly fine with bad radio. In fact, I believe it's something I try to pitch you on on a daily basis. <laughs> don't, don't worry. You do it for us without pitching it anyway. It happens just naturally. Brazil. Yeah. I, but I will say, I'm going to be disappointed if Brazil gets upset and it's in penalties. Like, if you're going to get upset, like, actually lose the game. Get embarrassed yeah. or something. Like, that's way more fun than losing. Because losing in penalties is just, oh, Croatia's goalie is really good at stopping penalties or something stupid. Brazil. Oh, he's outside it. Oh, Croatia. She is he super behind. Brazil oh, Brazil missed. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Oh, no. Um, where, is Neymar, where is Neymar kicking, do you think? Uh, might, Third, be, might, might be second now that they missed. Oh, yeah, man. It might be. Because they're down. Croatia might actually oh. win this. All right. Uh, Cassie, we got to go to break, which is devastating because you, you reacting to the penalties while talking to us is maybe the best thing we've done. And we've done a lot of stupid good oh, things. Oh, here with comes you. another one. Okay. Got to go. All right. All right. She's Cassie Take Soto Cassie. from the <laughs> Review Journal. Thanks, Cassie. Take care. 
so yeah, uh, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and probably know who won. Oh, I got to give something away first. Yeah. If you want to go to the eSports Awards, that is December 13th at Resorts World. We got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number four at 702-364-1100. You want a pair of tickets to go to the eSports Awards at Resorts World. As the head coach, wins and losses rest on your shoulders. But when you see the undisciplined penalties, is that the, the most frustrating part of the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to believe that we teach them the right way. And I, I think our guys play the right way for the most part, you know. I don't think we've been, you know, a, a team that's made a bunch of unsportsmanlike conduct fouls, late hits, unnecessary roughness. That's not really been our MO. So um, the, obviously those contribute to uh, the other team having success. You're locked in the press box. Wait a minute. McDaniels got asked after that game. Basically, the question was basically a setup to blame the players for committing penalties. It appeared so, yes. What a nightmare. All right. Uh, Brazil is out of the World Cup. Croatia wow. wins on penalties 4-2. to two. I believe that was Marquinhos that hit the post to officially eliminate Brazil. You want a uh, fun coaching second guessing. Neymar did not shoot. In yeah, the he didn't have shootout. one shot. Uh, presumably, he was going to go fifth uh, for Brazil, but they did not get to fifth because one guy had it saved and Marquinhos hit the post. And Croatia did not miss. Croatia made every single penalty that they took. And so Croatia is on to the semifinals. Uh, if you remember, Croatia made it to the final last World Cup. Uh, they ended up losing to France, but they were in the final I do not last remember year. that. Yeah. Uh, so Croatia on another, uh, we'll say improbable. They're not bad. Like, Croatia's about as good as the United States overall. Like, they're a little bit better than us. Their best player is better than our best player. But we're in the same tier or category as Croatia should be. So that's basically what's happening here is they have pulled off a massive upset of Brazil. They did get a fairly, I should say, fortunate round of 16 matchup. They got Japan. Um, not that Japan is bad, but of the round of 16 teams, that's probably the best one to get if you're the not the group winner. But then they just pulled off a huge upset of Brazil. There are Brazil players, I believe I just saw Neymar, that have not left the field. Have not gotten off the ground. Right, the game has been over for we're on about five minutes now, and they lost uh, devastating, and they have not gotten off the ground to leave the oh. field. I mean, God, that is crushing. I mean, they Brazil thought they were winning the World Cup, no and doubt about especially it. Especially going up one nil and oh, what yeah. four minutes left. Yeah, they thought they were winning the World Cup one hundred percent. And I will tell you this: I've been telling you, the United States is going to win the twenty twenty six World Cup. We might not actually win it. But when we lose, that's that's how I want it to look. Like I want that's how devastating I you want, want them to our be. Our players and our fans to believe we're winning the damn thing. And if we lose without winning it, I want it to look like that, yeah. where it's like I can't comprehend that they losing. lost. Yeah, which is basically what the Brazil players are feeling. <laughs> I mean, they cannot believe they lost to Croatia in the quarterfinal. It's great. Legitimately. They're like a half their team have one name. Like, oh, you missed it. You went, you walked out. Fred got subbed on at one point. Ah, this game. I, I love Fred. Freddy. And you went out. I don't know where you went to smoke or something. Who knows what you were doing? Look at Croatia. Look oh, at the fans. It's great. That's Look gonna be, at that. That's going to be us in 2026. Where is Croatia? Um, how do, how do you do It's east of Italy. East of Italy. Like Italy sticks out into the Mediterranean Sea, and it's I believe it's on the east side of whenever Europe starts coming back south. 
That sounds like a terrible way to describe it. But I know where Croatia is on a map. <laughs> you're on it. Nailed it. You're on it. Right? Now that you're looking at the map, do you understand what I'm saying? No. No. Not, not really. at all? Okay. All right. Ignore me. Google it yourself if you want to know where Croatia is. But they're good at soccer. Yeah. They're into the semis. So they're going to get ah. Argentina. Netherlands. Netherlands. The winner of Argentina Netherlands will play Croatia in a semi. The other side of the bracket, France and England and Portugal, Morocco. I figured it out. I confused the Baltics with the Balkans. <laughs> so where's Croatia? It's in the uh, Balkan Peninsula, which is, yes, you are right. It East is, of Italy. Yeah, it's Slovenia yeah. and And then as the Greece. continent starts to go back south, it's there. Right. Yes. Yeah, and then Greece. I, I, I agree. It's a terrible way to describe things, 100%. But well, also the fact that Europe has the Balkans and the Baltics. And the Baltics, yeah. Yeah. So, what Croatia. A what a fun country. Never been there. No. Don't even know what's in that country. I've looks, got the Wikipedia page. Looks beautiful. I, they just showed Zagreb, Croatia, so I can name a city in Croatia. That is their largest city. All right. Well, where else would you put a camera at a Croatian watch party? Who do you think put that camera there? Did the Fox? local Fox affiliate? <laughs> the local Fox affiliate. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch called the guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The local affiliate. Hey, we need a camera out there in Zawakwa. <laughs> is there a Fox 7 <laughs> yes, in exactly. Zagreb, Croatia? <laughs> That'd be great. Everyone's off. Vince Sapienza. <laughs> Kevin Bollinger. Kevin Bollinger, this. we've got a play for you. Take Robbie the cameraman and get the hell to Croatia immediately. To Croatia. That'd be so great. Oh, man. Oh, man. He couldn't. That'd be so hilarious. Poor Kevin. I can't go to the Raider game. They've got me going to Croatia <laughs> for the Croatia. watch party. <laughs> oh, the World Cup is phenomenal. Like, there are a few sporting events that literally always deliver. The NCAA tournament always yes, delivers. Yes. The Champions League always delivers. And the World Cup. The World Cup always delivers. I would put the NFL in there. The NFL regular season Sundays pretty much always delivers. There's enough games that at least some of them are going to be fun. Primetime NFL games don't always deliver because sometimes we get absolute disaster games. But the Which NFL last night yeah, was headed the, the, towards it Thursday was. night. I mean, listen. Thursday nights. The first bite in the third quarter, I was like, all right, what are we going to do? This game sucks. Was, <laughs> the first bite was going to be, was that the most boring game of the season? <laughs> I, that was going to be, because yeah. that game was... Oh, you're sleeping. The Raiders sleeping. were just playing to punt, and the Rams couldn't move the right. ball. It was like, okay, what are we doing? The head of my game notes that I was making was, so ask Ed and Tyler what they thought of the Avatar <laughs> trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Because I thought it looked really stupid and bad. <laughs> and Al Michaels hates the Rams PA announcer. That's, I had all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that was a great moment as Al Michaels complaining about the PA announcer. Screaming? The Rams. Yes. On what, third down? Yeah, just yelling whose house, Rams house. Right. And, except for there was no one in the stadium because all the Rams fans arrived late. So he'd just go, <laughs> whose house? Nothing. <laughs> and you'd hear like a smattering of Raiders. <laughs> disaster sports are great this has been a phenomenal week on this show I well don't know. this it was it was a great week and today made it phenomenal I last night yeah i don't know if we did everything justice 
But this was a phenomenal hey. We got to the week. playoff cheating scandal. We did. Oh, yeah, we got to the playoff the, cheating scandal. Once we got to that, it was a great week. I'm stunned we got to Major League Baseball's cheating scandal because so much happened here. Like we've barely talked the Golden Knights this week, and we talked for just one day on Barry Odom. Yeah, and like we we barely talked the Golden Knights, who had a embarrassing loss. I did fix Phil Kessel today, though, and. Still don't like how you phrased it. We've we've uh, a little bit more, but we've barely talked about UNLV basketball. Yeah. and they're nine and they're and nine and zero. They're going to t- try to go ten and zero tomorrow. Andy Cash is out State. here with a bracket, and they're a nine seed in it. Like, how the hell are they a nine seed? Uh, Lenardi's got them first four out. <laughs> they haven't beat. He's, he's got them first four out. <laughs> like, but I'm going to trust that one more than right? the nine seed. I've been begging for years to talk about brackets and UNLV. We didn't even get to it this week. Yeah, week. and the bracketologies are starting to uh, inch out here. Yeah. I don't like the. I don't agree with the nine seed. By the way, I mean if you're projecting them to go undefeated, they should be higher than a nine seed. Right, they exactly. should be a one seed if they win all their games.